I uh, didn't really know what kind of music they did. I was aware that it was somewhere around hip hop, but you know, hadn't really heard what they were about. <laughs> <laughs> that was Angie's <laughs> Ty Dolla Sign ringtone. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This is very. Oh. Um, horse. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> Um, you want to take that sentence from the top? <laughs> yeah. Hey, welcome to Record Lovers, a podcast where a cute couple, us, talk to the people, you, about albums we've recommended each other to check out. I'm Angie and I'm here with my boyfriend Daniel and we are Danji. <laughs> Name a more iconic duo. I'll wait. Outcast. <laughs> That's fair. That was, that was, it was the first one that came up to yeah, mind. It's so yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Uh, Venus and Serena. Oh yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. Um, J-Lo and A-Rod. They're not iconic yet. I know, but I love Benifer. them. Benifer. Benifer is the... I love them. No, no, not Benifer. He was... That was so forced. Let's... You know, I love J-Lo, but that was forced. We can't do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we'll get into this on yeah. the J-Lo <laughs> episode. Every episode, we keep on talking like we're going to... Next one's going to be the J-Lo oh, episode. yeah. I did mention that before, but yeah. Okay. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> By the time this episode comes out, let's hope that uh, J-Rod is still a thing. It will be. Hello. Okay, that's me told. They're in love. Okay. Uh, hi, guys. Hey, y'all. It's great to be back. So, um, we have our next episode, which is episode... Episode 5. I think it's episode 5, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now it sounded like the Joe Bottom podcast. Because <laughs> every week, they're like, uh, what episode are we on? Every week. Yeah. All, um, we, all we know is that we're here, uh, we live together, and we talk about albums. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a good way to put it. Um, so, episode 5, babe. What is the name of this episode? Well, if you hadn't caught it from the start of the episode, it's Name a More Iconic Duel. And funnily enough, uh, spoiler alert, neither of us went for Outcast or the albums made by... Uh, did Venus and Serena release an album? That'd, that'd be wicked. <laughs> no, no, babe. Wow. I have, don't think so. Have you never heard... I can't remember which one of them like was on a rap song. Really? Yeah. I'm going to drop it in here. I win. I really mean it. Swag out this world. You should call me Venus. That's my sister. My name is Serena. On the court, I serve them up. No subpoena. Goddamn. We decided to have a think about duos that we love from music, and we decided to go for some that are a bit undersung. But before we get into that, Ange, what's been your jam as of late? Okay, so my jam has been Beach House Free. Ty Dolla Sign's new album. I know I'll probably talk about Ty Dolla Sign way too much. <laughs> Um, he's if, you, definitely... if you're new to the podcast, I think <laughs> Ty Dolla Sign has been Angie's jam for like the for like three episodes. So yeah, far. Ab- absolutely. Um, Ty Dolla Sign is the third man in Dan and I's relationship. Um, <laughs> I know he knows that by now. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love this album, Beach House Free. Shit, it's amazing. It's his second album. It's amazing. Every song is amazing. Um, it's just so strong and. Um, 
yeah, I love it. I mean, I've been rocking that for the past kind of, what, two weeks has been out now, I think. Um, At the time of recording, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and it's great. Like, if you haven't heard it, go and hear it. He's got everything, really. He produces, he plays instruments. Obviously, he sings. He's a songwriter. Um, He's just mad talented. Like, check it out if you don't know. Um, And alongside of that, actually, Ashanti released her new single. Word episode two. Yeah, her new comeback single with Ty Dolla Sign. So I had to mention that because... Um, shout out to Rob Percy He sent that the other day And I was like Yeah, hello I've already heard it um, It's good It's a good comeback single um, I'm not sure if it's strong enough To really make an impact I'll be really interested to see I think if it has a dope video It will work mm. um, It's definitely a very fun single um, Very obvious DJ Mustard beat Ty mm. Dolla Sign on it um yeah it's fun um i'll be interested to see if it does well i hope it does well because i love ashanti um but yeah looking forward to to seeing how it does really but i'd like to probably point out the song i'm gonna go with with you know the ty dollar sign album um oh it's gonna have to be don't judge me on the lips right now don't judge me What about you, babe? What have you been listening to? So, um, it's been a bit of... I've been listening to Mad Jadakus lately. Really? Yeah, like a lot of... um. Not in a flat, though. Yeah, because um, <laughs> it's mad antisocial music, and I just <laughs> I just feel like punching walls and putting my head through sofas when I hear it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, bars! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Jadakus has never made a back-to-back classic album, but... He's got oh. a gajillion amazing verses. Yeah. So I made this Spotify playlist that I'll throw up on the Twitter page that's just full of, like, random Jadakiss verses. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, and uh, the song that I've kind of been going back to that I'm going to recommend when everyone, you know, adds that particular playlist, off The Champ Is Here Volume 2, Kiss My ass mm. with dj green latin and the song is horrifically called child abuse but it's the fucking hardest song in the world and it makes me feel like sticking my head through a sofa <laughs> that's an awful title it's though. an awful title that's absolutely horrid but the actual jam that i'm going to play is new from my favorite band in the world Glassjaw. finally came out their third album as of writing time i, I got sent it by you know some of their press people shout out, shout out biz3 shout out daryl shout out justin beck shout out the whole 
Cardboard City. Ooh, you're shouting out people. Yeah, shout out Cardboard <laughs> City, shout out Glassjaw, shout out Merch Direct, whatever. Like, honestly, they're my favorite band of all time. LP3 is very, very, very good. Uh, strictly speaking, I'm going to count it as uh, their fourth album because they released two EPs called Our Color Green and Coloring Book that I kind of combine into the one album. But either way, it exists, it's here. This song right here rips, 11 Days, 11 Nights by Glassjaw. We gotta, we gotta come back with that Glassjaw episode at some point. They're, they're... Yeah, you're gonna have to, you know, put slide that in there somehow. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. Because um, yeah, uh, Ange has actually been lucky enough to have seen Glassjaw live. Yes, I got handed the plus one with Dan after he met them and shit mm. and wrote about them and shit. So yeah, yeah. Um, if it if it's not come up, we'll we'll. we'll We'll make something of it at some point, but you know, I'll point it out on the Twitter whenever my Glassjaw piece goes online because it's really good. The album's really good. Peep it. Those are my jams. Awesome. So we are going to go straight into talking about our um, iconic duos that we went with. And I believe I'm up first this time. You are. I'm it's up first. Uh, I, I th- we've both chosen. Not the typical iconic duos, you know, I think people would have chosen maybe, I don't know, Lennon and McCartney, I don't know, uh, maybe Lennon and Yoko Ono, other duos involving John Lennon, (laughs) but I mean, there's so many, and actually, we both come from the hip-hop spectrum, and there's so many, like Mob Deep, R.I.P. Prodigy, Outkast, like we mentioned before, Eric B. and Rakim, EPMD, but we both went, you know, a little bit to the left. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean... This was my chance, I guess, to kind of get you to hear this album. I'm not going to lie, because I absolutely... I mean, okay, I'll go straight into it. My iconic duo is Young Bloods. Absolutely love Young Bloods. They are um, a rap group out of ATL. Um, I wanted to be a bit different with this choice, like you said. Um, just because I think they were, you know, never a, a duo that really um, broke the way that other duos have. Although they did have a bit of success, but not as much as they should have had, to be honest, because they are like really talented. And I absolutely love their third album. Um, so it was like my chance to get Dan to hear it, really, because I still listen to this album till this day. Like I listen to it. Um, I don't know, at least every six months, man. Like, I, I kind of replay the songs quite often. Um, so, yeah, I'm really interested to hear what you thought about it because it, I believe, was your first time, obviously, kind of dwell, get, well, 
I believe it was your first time getting into Young Bloods and listening like a full kind of body of work from them. Mm. I'm, I'm guessing you don't really hear about them that much. I mean, I mean, I, you heard about them from me. Yeah, I mean, I'm familiar with lines from their songs, like right. The title track to the album we're going to talk about has a line that's familiar from many other songs, but I'm also familiar with you know their singles and their members showing up on Little John Records, things like that. Yeah. So do you want to maybe give the listeners a taste of one of those albums that I've heard rattling in your car back in the day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. I might have to go with this, the, the actual, one of the actual standout tracks from the album. Um, I'm going to go with Presidential. I'd love to go with one of the album tracks, to be honest, because so many great, amazing songs in that album. But I'm going to go with Presidential because really... This is the song that caught my attention and got me into Young Bloods. It wasn't actually Damn, which was like their big song and, you know, was in the top 10 actually in the Billboard 100 in the States. Um, it was actually presidential that caught my attention. So this is this is it right here. How great is that song? I gotta admit, back in the day, you played me this song and I, Did got, I? I got real mad about it because I was like, how the fuck is anybody talking good about George Bush? He was the worst president ever. Na 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 I remember that. And now in 2017, that all seems so quaint. <laughs> he was such Look a... Look where we are now. Yeah. Oh, everything's only gotten worse. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. So, yeah, yeah. I'm a little familiar with Young Bloods. Yeah. So how did you come across Presidential, exactly? Um, I, I, do you know what? I was trying to wrap my brains to, to try and remember how did I come across Young Bloods because there's only ever two options, to be honest. Um, one option was when I was heavy into going to Miami every year and I was hearing a lot of different music coming out of Miami. So it might have been from there. It quite possibly could be from there. At the same time, I'm also very um, sure that one of our friends, Rob Percy, um, at one of his Southern Hospitality events might have played Presidential and I might have heard it there in the very early days of Players Ball. So it might also be that, I'm unsure which one it is. Um, but either one, um, again, like I heard Presidential, I loved it. Then I heard the remix with Akon, I was like, shit, even this is hard. And obviously at the time, it was... Peak Akon years. Well, I was about to say it was peak Little John years. It was peak Little John at this mm. moment in time in music. He was fucking running things at this point in music. Shout out to the song from the end of, oh, I don't know, it's the album before Crunk Rock. Um, I can't remember the name of the album, but that posse cut that has Ice Cube and fucking 
Nas on it and everyone over a Lil John B. That's the most incredible fucking song in the world. He's so underrated. He's a genius. There, there's um. He is really underrated though. Andrew Nosnitsky, the great uh, music writer, he actually quoted uh, Boots Riley from uh, the Coup about this, who said that if when Little John in ten years gets ripped off from a white by a white person, they're gonna reap all the benefits. Mm. And. Little John was treated as a joke because obviously he was the yeah guy yeah. in the Dave Chappelle sketch and the pimp cup and everything, but he made so many important ass records. He really did. He really put down the blueprint for like a whole generation of crunk, which is, you know, I think 2005, that's really when it began to blow up on a national scale, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he was definitely at the forefront of that, pushing that. Um, but I love Little John. He's, you know, he's incredible. Um, and I was heavy into the Little John sound at this moment in time as well. So like snap your fingers and all that kind of stuff. I loved it. Like, I loved that whole movement. It was amazing. How would you describe the Little John sound for someone that's never heard it before? Oh my God, they have heard it before. But if you're unsure, just listen to um, Usher's track, Yeah, because that is like, what, probably his most successful tune. Um... I bet you his most successful tune, more than yet, is probably Shots. Oh, yeah, or, for real. Or Turn Down For What. Oh, yeah, shit. Okay, yeah. Lil John, okay. ouch you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. He's good. He's he's good money. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, um, absolutely love the song. Uh, and that's how I got into these guys. Like, I... I, I guess after that I just kind of thought okay let me let me hear this album let me let me see what the album is saying and um, and from there my young blood's obsession with this particular album just grew um, and like I said it's probably one of my favorite things to play in my car absolutely love it I mean some of the album is oh some of the the topics on the album like you know there's a lot around uh strippers and pimps mm. and hoes and all this shit and i'm like yes give me some more of that please i absolutely love it <laughs> so yeah i'm excited to hear about what you think about the album because this is an album that i hold very dearly um so what do you think it's i it's cool um damn right it's cool it's Okay, um, I've actually come with a, with a gun to knife fight. Like, I have printouts. <laughs> I have written notes in a notebook. Yeah, Dan is, like, awfully organized and prepared, which is very unlike Dan. Yeah. I, so I take I my podcasting mean, shit seriously. Well, now. I know you mean business, so I'm excited <laughs> to see, like, what all the fucking highlights are in your paper right there. Like, you got shit highlighted, so come yeah. on, tell me, tell me. So, um, yeah, uh... In my notepad, I wrote, this album isn't really fun, it's functional. Hmm. Meaning the. Okay, so originally I listened to the album and I was like, okay, cool. It's like, surface level, like, it's really good beats. Really good beats. Let's stick on that for a moment. The producers on this album are particularly 2005, like the vanguard of that very commercial South Sound. Yeah. We've mentioned Lil Jon, uh, but we need to mention Jazzy Fa, Jazzy Faye. Jazzy Faye. Jazzy Fizzle. Yeah. Jazzy Fizzle. 
Jesse Fizzle, <laughs> Mr. Culler Park. Yeah, yeah. And Manny Fredge, who's actually arguably from the school beforehand. Yeah, true. Yeah, with the rise of Cash Money Records. So many amazing producers. Yeah, great That's producers. That's why every beat on the album is sick. Mm. Every and fucking beat. It's crazy. It's like beat, beat, beat. It's like, oh, I love it. And arguably, mm, I don't know. We're, we're going to have to have a... We're going to have to go to the site for a moment. Is Chop Chop off this album the best Scott Storch beat ever? Top five. I don't know. It's top five at least. Really? Do you think so? Yeah. I mean, that. Oh, shit. Shutterbug by Big Boy. Oh, shit. I forgot he produced that. That's mad. The remix to. um, The remix to Lean Back. Yeah. And I'm going to have to think of a couple others that I can't go off the. Oh, oh, oh. And the Instagram video of him getting a haircut while making a techno song at the same time. That is an (laughs) all time Scott Storch banger. Do you know what? I'll be honest. I'm really surprised that you're putting that down. You're putting Chop Chop down as a top Scott Scorch beat. Mm. That's really interesting to me. So t- tell me about that. So you really you really rate that song, do you? I really rate that beat. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's different to the rest of the album. I think this, yeah. the thing that really got me about this album, uh, Everybody Know Me, is that a lot of the songs sound alike. A lot of the songs are very similar in the tempo, like Little John does a couple of beats that are, to be honest, they're kind of the archetypal, a little bit lazy Little John beat. Mm. But it works because I will I will always say this, for the amount of people that were like, nah, fuck Little John, he's like killing hip hop. This guy was putting DJ Scratch solos all over his shit, which pops up on this album. There's a lot of DJ Scratches, okay, which I dig. But that Scott Storage beat is unlike things that I'd heard from him, and it's unlike anything else on this album. Interesting. Okay. And also, you know, I have warm memories of Little Wayne eating that beat alive on... Oh, uh, did he now? Back on my Grizzly off the Drought 3. Right, okay. But yeah, it's, it, like I said, it's functional, and part of that has to do with uh, the members, uh, J-Bo and Sean P., yeah, and it's interesting that you're saying it's, it's functional, not fun, because I think it's a very fun record. I think it's super fun. And that's one of the aspects that I like about it. They don't take themselves too seriously on it. And the beats are also fresh and kind of tantalizing when you hear it. Um, yeah, I, I, that's interesting that you say it's not fun. Yeah, because it reminded me a little bit of... Um... You know, if we're going to get on our real hip-hop shit, uh, Group Home released an album in 1995 called Living Proof. And basically, they were a duo, had all their beats produced by DJ Premier, who, 1995 DJ Premier, you better recognise, one of the best of all time. That album is full of incredible beats, but the bars are just like, ah, they'll do. And that's kind of the shame about... This Youngbloods album is I went back into their back catalogue. You know, I'd heard songs like... Damn. 
Yeah, like the infamous Dam had heard 85 with Big Boy. Yeah. They'd done a lot of records with Organized Noise. They'd made records with their crew, um, the Attic Crew, which also yeah. would feature Polo de Don, who funnily enough doesn't have a producing credit on this record. Mm. But on a bunch of those records, they are doing things just generally with their rapping mm-hmm. that is more engaged and more fun and their flows are more versatile. Whereas this, on this album, I feel that, you know, they'd been going since 1998, these two guys. And then it's like, oh, we have a proper... We've had Damn, which was a big hit. Now we're going, yeah. now we're going to have this uh, this national exposure during the era of peak crunk. And they just kind of show up. And that's why I say it's very functional, because there's not one hot line on this album, man. Mm. Young Buck has the one hotline on this album, I'd say. There's, there's about... hotlines on Presidential, on the song Presidential. Humor me. Go, uh, go no, but you, you go with the Young Buck first. What are you saying about Young Buck? Young Buck has the line about. <laughs> Which is great. And Young Buck just, you know, that Memphis voice, he just kind of has like a. He just he just makes a good contrast to the two guys, which I kind of want to ask you about is what makes this duo work for you? Yeah, I mean, just kind of going back to your other point in presidential, mm. um, I thought a really hot line was presidential shit, George Bush. That's the chorus though. You can Yeah, but that's a hot line though. Nah, like like I I. That's a hotline. That I am was picky. a hotline at the time. I am picky. If you gotta have some fun rapping with your fun bees, like yeah, like I'll get bored. I mean, like. But they are having fun. They sound very serious. F- no, phoned in. I think their intention is, you know, they say that you know their music. You know, in this old interview, they were like. Uh, when you hear our music, they think about the good times in Atlanta. You know, it's not going to be, you know, you've heard about our own little dances and everything, quote unquote. So when they see us, they just have a good time in- instead of being scared. Yeah, cool. But it doesn't sound like it. There's not like energy to it. And their voices, they, it, their performances are very phoned in when you compare it to like past performances and past records. Like, they were never the greatest group in the world, like, beforehand, but at least those songs like 85 and Damn and uh, Shake Em Off, like, those those had verve to it, and they, they sounded like they were engaged. Right, okay. I totally disagree, because I think this is a, a mad fun record. Like, I think they're having a lot of fun on the album, like, especially with some of the, the topics they bring up. Like, you can't naturally take it that seriously with some of the topics that they're talking about um but we'll get into that i mean going back to your question your last question about you know why this duo stood out to me mm-hmm. um like what what's the interplay between jabo and sean p yeah i just i just love first of all i like both of their voices mm. um sean p's the lower one or is it jabo is the lowest one J-Bo is the lower one. He's, he's got he's the my favorite. deep voice. Okay, that's interesting. And you would say that because Sean P is my favorite. So obviously we was going to have opposite favorite story of our life. But... Um, <laughs> that's why we have this podcast. I yeah. know. Um, but no, like, um, 
I think they work really well as a duo, like they complement each other. I really like the fact that, one of the things I really liked about this particular album is that they give each other space and time to do what they're doing and it's equal. So on all of the songs, I think pretty much, the you know, the first verse will be by j and then the second verse will be by Sean P. And then the third verse would be, you know, eight bars, Sean P, eight bars, j And I really liked that because it was like equal and you don't always hear that when it comes to groups, but I felt like they took that seriously. Like they both, I don't know, respected each other to give each other the time and the same amount of time to make it impact on the song. So I really liked that because again, like not all groups do that. So you're praising song structure over chemistry. No, 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 they've got a lot of chemistry and that's why that's the, I mean, that's why I became a fan when I heard Presidential because yeah, the beat is sick and it's a great little John beat, but I love the way that they go back and forth and that's something that they do in the album as well. They do a little back and forth and I like that. Um, and also they sound very different, you know, they, as rappers, they sound quite different. Like Jabel's got this really deep voice and, and, um, Sean P just sounds like he sounds, I'm not going to lie. I think he's, he's got one of the best rapper voices. Um, and I, I don't know how you're going to feel about that, but I, really, no, no, I, I do think I've always felt like he's, he's always had one of these amazing rapper voices. I think his style of rapping and the way he just has so much swag when he's rapping. He's so charismatic when he's rapping. Um, even when he's talking about, you know, spending some change in a strip club or um, he's something like a pimp, which are like some of my favorite songs on that album. He's still got this charisma to him. Um, yeah, like I think they both have something to give the audience and I think they work just amazingly together in, in all of the songs, really. And that's why I love the album, because it just, like, they stand out in their own way. Well, just circling back to that point, like, I may disagree with you that Sean P is one of the best voices in hip-hop history. I love his voice, yeah. Out of, you know, 30-something... No, no, I'm not saying he's one of the best. I'm saying he's one of my favourite. Okay. There's a difference. Now, this goes back to our long-reigning conversation and discussion over our the best hip-hop sorry the best rappers and our favorite rappers yeah. you knew i was gonna say that didn't you? yeah I did. this is like a long-standing um <laughs> conversation over our three years and i'm sure we'll continue but i think it's one of those he's i'm not mm-hmm. saying he's one of the best i'm saying he's one of my favorite i love how he sounds well that kind of uh brings me to a question that i wanted to ask and it it's kind of an obvious question but yeah. how important is a good voice in hip-hop like isn't that basically half the battle because you know yeah. where i kind of find this album you know it sounds like they're punching in the the clock their voices <laughs> get get it get get you through it that's why i wasn't like oh okay I so was, you rate their voices yeah well i mean really like you know like the group home album from 1995 that i mentioned earlier on it's all about those beats man but you know jaybo has a good voice that kind of like you know wakes you up like how important is a good voice in hip-hop yeah no i think it's very important and i think you're right it does definitely you know grab your attention more it's interesting that you got that from jaybo and i got that from sean p because really that just goes to show that them being a duo 
they are going to cater to a lot more people if they've got that. Do you know what I mean? That's just something that really hit me. Like, we both found something. um, It might have been different people, but we both found something in them as a duo. Mm. Um, And, you know, and and I think that's that's a really good point to make when it comes to them in particular but i'm really interested and i have to ask what was your favorite what was your favorite three songs on the album i don't even want i don't even want to ask for your favorite song i want to ask for your favorite three songs because that's how many great fucking songs are on this album oh, <laughs> damn okay uh, like i like jumping up and down what was your three favorite songs come on um <laughs> i liked the manny fresh song because manny fresh is a ray of sunshine in a world of darkness uh, what's the biz? That's a good song. I like that song. Chop Chop, because that's arguably five best Scott Starch beats ever. Nice. And It's Good, oh, featuring T-Boz. okay. Only because... T-Boz is in it? It gives me an excuse to talk about T-Boz. <laughs> the amazing T-Boz. Who is underutilized, and I definitely did go... On Spotify before this episode and listen to whatever songs T Boz popped up on as a featuring <laughs> artist. Really? Shout out to Little Mix who keep on getting shouted out on this podcast really? for featuring her on a prominent track on their first album. Oh wow. Uh I did not know that. Yeah, great tracks with Raphael Sadiq, a really good track with uh Debrat. We don't talk about Debrat enough, man. She's cool. She's she's I like I like Debrat a lot. Yeah, T Boz, un- underrated uh, ATL native. I was so happy to hear her on this album. I yeah. mean, she completely kills that track. Like, no- oh, from TLC for the uninitiated. Ugh, yeah. I mean, um, that is how you utilize the amazing talent that is T Boz. Like, that's the way you do it. Like, her voice on that track, it just, it couldn't have been anybody else. Like, I feel like the attitude that she poses on that song, her tone, the way that she's singing, it just all works. Mm. And again, I love the back and forth between her and the rappers. Um, yeah, I love that song. It's a favorite of mine. Hey, girl, you got a man. Did what he had to creep. It was too many freaks that would let him be. So I ain't for no bullshit or no games. If that's what you're about, don't ask my name. Well, what's your name then? Don't worry about it. You got a reputation. Yeah, I heard about it. So I ain't for no bullshit or no games. If that's what you're about, don't ask my name. Just want my uh-huh. You just want my uh-huh. It's interesting though because you didn't mention any of my favorites. That's this podcast. I know. So, what do you think my favorites are? Some like a pimp. Yeah. (laughs) The difference between Ange and I is that Ange seems to like the most, uh, like ratchet as fuck, like the most ratchet shit, and then I'm just like, I like Jada Kiss. (laughs) You just want to put that drop in. (laughs) I might gotta take my shirt off. I love doing that so much. <laughs> no, but I love that song. I uh, love that song. Even though, like, the lyrics are just... 
oh, you know, as a as a woman, as a female, god damn the lyrics, but you know, I love that ratchet shit, so I love that song. Well, another I mean, song that you think I might like? I mean, it's got to be the song featuring Cuddy, uh great underrated Dungeon Family C-list player Cuddy. Is that the player position song? Uh, spending some change. Oh, okay, yeah. I love that chorus. How great is that chorus? I'm about to spend some change for you. Don't put your pussy. You're gonna you're gonna drop it in right here, right? Oh yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. gonna keep that in as well. No, no, just drop it in. <laughs> They should, my shit. they should hang that chorus up in the Louvre. Hot on the pole and do the damn thing. That was so good. Yeah, Cuddy has arguably the best uh, verse on this album. Uh, really? I, I enjoyed his verse. Yeah, his verse is good, but that song is just amazing. I just want to hear, I would love to go to ATL and go to a strip club and hear that song in the fucking strip club. Oh my god, it's amazing. So that makes me ask a question, is this a listening album? Because to me, it's like, uh, you know, like there are other Youngblood songs, like there are other Youngblood's records that, you know, will stand the test of time more. Or is this more like, is Everybody Know Me really just more of kind of a situational record? Like it's something that is there for the summer of 2005 and it's going to play while you're out in the club at the bar before yeah. you go out yeah 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 it feels no, like it's built for that purpose no you're absolutely right I mean I do definitely um, I don't know sometimes I just feel like listening to the album and I put it on when I'm driving just because I love the album um, and I want to just kind of rock but definitely there has been plenty of times when I'm getting ready to go out to the club and I'll be like what do I want to hear that's going to get me hype that's going to get me in the mood for the club yes I know the Young Bloods album, and I'll put that album on, on blast, and I'll have a great time getting ready. So yeah, you're right. It it can be situational, but um, it's still standing the test of time for me because mm. I'm still playing it till now. Yeah, and it still gives me that same feeling when I hear the songs. Like literally, I just want to twerk all day when I hear the songs. That's how it makes me feel. Oh, I now love this album. <laughs> oh no, don't <laughs> <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) yeah i and i get that like you know some of the best rap albums are literally just bangers you know that's why i think that's a good way to put it this album to me is just bangers it doesn't bang enough though do you know it's just bangers though do you know why it would bang do you know what would make it bang a little bit what like some fun lyrics there's literally no fun lines in their verses i can remember it doesn't mean that they're not being fun no, like they're it, having fun talking about you know what they're talking about in the song. I mean, they were having fun in Ocean's Twelve, but shit, that movie was like fucking buns. You know, sometimes <laughs> fun doesn't like uh, translate. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I totally you know not to shit on the Young Bloods because they've got some jams, but and did you enjoy it? Like listening to it? I'm gonna stick to what I said earlier. It's more functional than fun okay and you can take that to the bank Mm. sound effect please (laughs) (laughs) okay any other feedback on the album yeah just one quick thing i think it's interesting that you know arguably you could say that young bloods they're kind of one of these journeyman groups like 
all music is full of them. Hip hop's full of them. You know, right place, right time, particular kind of acts. Through the evolution of their career, you're spotting different moments in time of what is the Atlanta sound. Mm, and yeah. I know we mentioned it before, but it's really interesting that 2005 was Mr. Collie Park, Little John, Jazzy Fizzle, Scott Storch, compared to a few years ago, early Little John and Organized Noise. Mm. Albums like this are important for the historical understanding of how Atlanta became the most important region in all of rap music. Yeah, that's that's a really good point, actually, babe, because I do think it definitely serves as, as that purpose as well in, in time and history in, in music. And Atlanta, oh my God, just, you know, like you said, this album definitely reflects how important Atlanta was at this time in music. Um, mm. Yeah, I think it definitely does that. And I think, I know you're saying you're not fun, but I think they definitely done an album that they can be proud of. I mean, it's a shame it's their last album because I would have loved to hear, you know, what else they went on to do. For a very long time, I was holding on to the hope that Sean P might just start doing solo shit. Well, what but I don't it? think he ever really did. Wasn't he on Snap Your Fingers? Yeah, but no, he didn't do anything. Like, he, he you know, and that's fine. You know, maybe he just wanted to stick to the you know young bloods but um yeah like i yeah i'm i'm just happy actually that i got you to listen to the album yeah because <laughs> it's so great and i love it i need to ask because we're talking about duos jbo or sean p who you got who's the best of the duo man i'm gonna say sean p obviously because that's you know that's my guy i love him on the album i love how he sounds on it like i said um I, what i liked about um them though both of them sorry one last thing i forgot to mention is you can tell Ange really likes this album yeah what they do when they're rapping like they will kind of dub over themselves quite a bit um to make it kind of stand out in different ways and then i really like the little sound effects they do in the back as well um they just do you have like a particular example um i think they just kind of do that all throughout the album though i don't think it's a because i did try to single out and i was like no no that is actually something they do that they i don't know a lot of artists dub over themselves because that's that's something you do but like um, multi-track in their vocals so they just sound huge yes that's that's always a smart idea yeah yeah and i know a lot of artists do that but i think they are majorly effective um and yeah and, I, and their delivery, I mean, for me, Sean P, his delivery always got to me. Like I said, swag for days. Swag for days. Oh. So, yeah, he's my favourite. And J-Bo's your favourite. Fair does. It's Team J-Bo. Yeah, uh, not gr- surprised. Grudgingly over here. <laughs> cool. Okay. All right. Everybody know me. Check it out, though. It's, it's a great, uh, it's a great, great record. I mean, can we just drop in spending some change right here just so they know? Only if I can um, do that that chorus. Go on then. Don't bust the door and don't want that pussy in my face.
All right, well, let's get into your album, babe. We've spoken about my album, so do you want to introduce your album? Yeah. Wow, you said album a lot there, album. <laughs> this is a podcast about albums. <laughs> um, so, Iconic Duos. Um, my Iconic Duo, you know, I could have chosen so many people, uh, so many artists that kind of came together. My Iconic Duo... Funnily enough, they used to be a three-piece. All right. And this was their first album as a two-piece. And... Mmm, the plot thickens. Yeah, we'll get into that afterwards. But the band is... The duo in question is Little Brother, the uh, now-defunct hip-hop duo, and... Well, trio, we'll get into that. And... I chose their third album, Get Back, from 2007, and I want to sprinkle a little bit of that in here, so let's hear a little bit of Good Clothes. You want to hear a little bit of Good Clothes? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yes, yes. You know, I'm seeing all the beautiful people, everybody rocking their favorite brands, whatever your favorite brand is, it's whatever you want to do, you know what I'm saying, but uh, you know, I didn't always have it like that, we didn't always have it. You know what I'm saying? So, this is what we had to do to look fly, you know what I'm saying? This is how I used to get it in. Hey, yo, I used to go to the mall with $40 a hand. It ain't matter at all, cause I could go see my man down at South Square Mall working at Jay Riggins. Oh, no, manager leave. He let me cop for the low, low slacks and polos. You better watch that boy in the rainbows, blazer and mock net. Almost broke, but you still gonna see him at the T game. Pimping through the Greenbrook Coliseum, man. Uh, Cause now I got on my good clothes I'm sick of wearing hand-me-down raggedy hood clothes Call me ugly man, I wish a bitch would close Go out to the club, yeah we probably should close Yeah, uh, I say I got on my good clothes What? Uh, say I got on my good clothes Yo, $40, I done got me some good clothes I got on my good clothes, I got on my good clothes I, got on my good clothes. I used to go to my mom Like I'm trying to right, refresh so, Little brother Fonte Rapper Big Poo It's a terrible name It's a terrible name Terrible name Poo with an H with an age there has that been, doesn't make it any better i mean there has been a history <laughs> really of like doesn't. you know rappers with like poo in their name really yeah i think there's just a history of rappers with like shitty names was like that, was um, that a pun was that a pun <laughs> yeah do you think that there's i'm totally gonna own that <laughs> do you think that there's uh, any rappers that have like you know witty the poo related names like there's gonna be someone out there making SoundCloud rap called Young Piglet or I something like that. <laughs> I don't know about Winnie the Pooh uh, related names, but I I know there is. There's Big Tigger. Oh gosh. But I mean, he was more of a TV host and a radio guy than a rapper, even though he was on that one R. Kelly song. I just think that rappers can have some like awful names sometimes, and it doesn't really help them in their career. Kind of like you know, Two Chains, Titty Boy, that didn't help. Yeah, it really sucked that too. But um, my favorite one is that Killer Mike was like, "Oh no, I'm never gonna sell any records because my name's Killer Mike." So he was like, gonna change his name to Mike Bigger. Thankfully, he never did. And then somehow, uh, he ended up making the biggest music of his career <laughs> using well, Killer Mike. Using Killer Mike. Yeah. Yeah, life is weird sometimes. But you know, back to Little Brother. So, Ange, do you know the story of Little Brother? Or are you familiar with their name being out there and, like, 
as a cult hip hop group. Yeah, not not familiar with the story, but mm. I had heard of them. Um, as an influence of other artists? Mm, not really. I, I just kind of heard of them. I knew that they were a group. Um, I didn't know how many were in the group. Um, never really seeked them out. Didn't really know any of their songs. I was just, you know, I would just hear their names float up and um, yeah, not, not, not artists that I'd ever kind of really looked into. So it was interesting really to get into it. Mm. Yeah. But do you want to go into like the history and all that? Well, there's a great episode of the Combat Jack podcast. Shout out, much love to Combat Jack on his recuperation. Uh, OG hip-hop podcaster. Basically, Little Brother were in the early 2000s. They were part of that first wave of online hip-hop. You okay. know, like uh, Questlove from The Roots had this and still kind of owns this website called OK Player. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of an outlet for all your kind of like, you know, you know, people that wear like t-shirts that's like rap minus lies equals hip hop, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. They were still just kind of, you know, getting to know themselves as a group. So it was a Fonte, uh, rapper Big Poo, who we've mentioned, and this producer called Ninth Wonder, who was talking on this podcast. Oh, no, I did know about Ninth Wonder. Uh-huh. But I'd, I'd heard about Ninth Wonder just as being a really influential producer. Um, like, do you know any of his, his big productions? No. Girl. Destiny's Child. Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably best known for that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, I'd heard his name float around as a, like, you know, a, a really big producer out there in these streets. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, he kind of like, you know, that whole kind of soul sound, mm. uh, you know, those kind of like... Yeah, he's got not, that kind of style to him, doesn't he? Yeah, not that overly heavy drum sound, but kind of like, kind of atmospheric soul loops. Yeah, but I heard like mm. on, or, or I read kind of in my in my research, I mean, I should remember about Knife Wonder really, but I, d- I did read he didn't really have much to do with this album. Right. Well, that's part of the story. So, um, you know, like Little Brother, they kind of blew up because of OK Player. And they had a couple releases, um, The Listening, uh, The Chitlin Circuit, and then he got signed to Major Label, which was big because within that first wave of all these, you know, kind of early wave internet rappers, Little Brother were the first one to actually get like a major stage. Mm. And, you know, this is like, I don't know, like 2004, 2005, like this album they make is called The Minstrel Show, which is already an incredibly like, it's already going to be a controversial record. It became controversial, but then a mainstream audience didn't really take to it. Right. And they themselves have said, you know, in years later that they kind of regretted it. Mm. So the album doesn't sell, they get kicked off a major or... The album doesn't sell, they're unhappy, they start making Get Back, this album that we're going to talk about, then they leave the major, who knows, most likely I think that, you know, the the minstrel show didn't do well. But that was, their last album was a three-piece. Ninth Wonder essentially had kind of broken off from the group, 
the thing with Little Brother was that it was always like he's the producer, these are the rappers. So Ninth would always bring the beats. Like that's what people knew them best for because Ninth had had this big look with them, with Destiny's Child at this point, with Jay Z. Mm. He has a beat on the Black album, like Questlove's favorite producer. And then there's just these two guys that rap. Right. So Get Back is an album following a pretty unsuccessful major label record despite the fact that a lot of people think that album's a classic i like it i don't, I don't love it this album no um, the one before yeah yeah the oh, minstrel okay. show i think it's a good record a lot of people would probably prefer that to get back but i think get back is probably more impressive for the fact of the situation that they were in mm. without their trademark producer as a duo for the first time in their career off a major label and having to stake their claim as a hip-hop act all over again right I am really fond of this album. I think it's really great. I I think it's a great modern version of, like, a classic hip-hop album. Like, every song's a different theme, a different idea, but it never goes too far out of their out of their wheelhouse, where it's like, oh, we're going to make a song for the ladies, or, oh, we're going to make, like, I don't know, a story song, and people are, like, stretching themselves. Everything sounds natural for, like, Fontaine rapper Big Pooh. I want to talk more about the record, but we can't do that first without knowing what did you think of this iconic duo? Um, yeah, so I liked it. I liked the album. I was definitely, you know, surprised by what kind of hip hop it was. Um, really? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really have any expectations, obviously, because I, I, I didn't know what kind of hip-hop they did. And yet, and yet you were surprised. Yeah. Is I that was, a Daniel surprise? I uh, Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, babe. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of, I was surprised that you like, like, you really like this album and you mm. recommended it to me. I was, it was a pleasant surprise. And it was another surprise around how eclectic your um, ear is and how much, you know, I'm wildly jealous of how you can appreciate music from all over. Um, That's all the compliments you're getting now. But I mean... This really is (laughs) record lovers, isn't it? But no, I was... I I don't know, because I'd never really heard you listening to this kind of hip-hop and um well like um for for the people that are unfamiliar with little brother and i guess there's a lot of people like what is their their sound on get back um i mean you know if you the 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 girl track uh that ninth one ninth wonder produced i know he's not on the album but uh, Breaking My Heart, the Little Wayne song. Oh, yeah, that's his song, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so it's that kind of hip-hop, that really old-school soul kind of hip-hop where it's basically your two uncles rapping. Your two <laughs> woke <laughs> uncles. She says she love me, won't leave me, won't ever let me go. But if you're thinking of leaving, you need to let me know. We better together than further apart. So darling, don't go breaking my heart. Yeah. She said she loved me, won't leave me, won't ever let me go. But if you think about leaving, you need to let me know. We better together than further apart. So darling, don't go breaking my heart. We was high school sweethearts, talking since we was teens. Every morning and every evening, ten years later, she eating that lean cuisine. I'm on the field. 
trying to wrap some knowledge into your head. This is what this kind of rap is. That's how I describe this rap. That's hilarious because I think the two, I think Big Pooh and Fonte were like 27 when they made this record. Oh my God, they sound mad old. But I think it's, I, I don't know if it's they sound mad old or the song sounds really old. Like, um, like in that kind of like golden era hip hop kind of sound? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've, they've definitely got a style to them. And it's this kind of old school, you know, the, the beats are very soulful. And, you know, there's these, um, you know, probably their uncles singing on the track. You know, it's like a a big hip hop family of these old guys. That's how it, that's how it sounded to me, and that's not mm. to knock it. Um, that's not to knock it, but being a a gal that has been very much listening to Future, and you know, recommended you Young Bloods. Yeah, <laughs> this was like the complete opposite end of like Young Bloods, basically, and um, I still appreciate it. Like, I still appreciated it. It was, I, I thought it was a very good album. Um, I listened to it quite quite a lot, actually. I, I really did enjoy it. I definitely enjoyed it more each listen. In the beginning, I was kind of like, ah, this is a bit too, um, you know, they sound a bit like OGs, basically. Mm. Um, but I... Like, I a, like a bit fuddy-duddy in the approach? Mm, fuddy-duddy. Um... More just kind of, you know, I'm not really a, a big fan of, I'm about to spit some knowledge to you right now. You know, that kind of rap. I, I, I'm, I'm not really I, I a jump, fan of I it. should jump in and say <laughs> that I don't think Little Brother are, I'm going to spit some knowledge to you rap. I've, yeah, but they kind of are though, because they are, hmm. like you said, they, they, they're, a really great thing about the album is that they, they do talk about so many different things. And they put their twist on so many different things. And I really enjoyed that. So the storytelling is great. And mm. how they come at certain topics is fresh. And I enjoyed that. But they do slyly try to spit some knowledge in this album. They just do it in a, I guess, a 2007 type of way. But they're still doing it. Um, but they do, I mean, they're more relatable, I would imagine, for you know, who, who, who I would think this kind of album would really, really appeal to. And that's like... Me when I was in uni. Yeah, but this is the thing. I, yeah. I, I, I That's why I'm quite amazed to, to hear that. And this is why music is so amazing that mm. you loved and related to this album because Daniel, 16-year-old in Scotland... Cold Glasgow. I mean, damn! I wasn't rainy. sixteen year old in uni. How smart do you <laughs> oh, think sorry, I am? Oh, sorry, sorry, you said uni. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> How um, young do you think I am? Okay, so you heard it in uni. Yeah, I, I totally did register that. Um, okay, so Daniel, 18, 19, 21 in uni, hearing this, this album is very much for. No, I'm gonna rephrase that. It's not very much for anyone in particular because anyone can enjoy any type of music. Clearly. Um, mm. And that includes me, Love and Future, knowing that 75% of what he talks about is, you know, things I don't really agree with, but Love Future. Anyway. Problematic B episode coming yeah, soon. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like this album, like hearing it, you know, they, there's, they talk about a lot of different issues. Um, and I feel like they're really talking to young black men on mm. this album. Um, and it was really just 
you know, it's a very inspiring album. I, I'm, I'm sure they're not trying to be inspiring or maybe they are, but I found that it was quite inspiring. Like, like a lot of what they were talking about, there was a lot of kind of underlying themes. Hmm. Um, and I feel, I just felt like this album is full of inspiration, full of um, helping people to realize to be the best you, focusing on your dreams, being a better person, being a better um, person in your relationship. Um, just really great messages all over that album. And mm. that's where that's where my perception of, you know, these two uncles um, trying to tell you some woke shit. And like, that's where... Wise beyond their years. Basically, kind of. basically, yeah. Mm. Um, and But they do it in a very natural way. You know, I didn't feel like they were trying to push on and trying to be too much about it because actually a lot of the songs were still quite interesting and they had, they had their own little story and their own humour, which I really enjoyed in the album because they're definitely, you know, funny guys. Like the interludes in the album are, you know, great. This is when interludes were like really good. It's different because like their interludes are like very short in the part of the song, whereas yeah. if this album came out six years before, there'd been like 22 interludes yeah probably but i mean they they you know the the interludes they did crack me up i thought there was a nice little touch yeah um and they went well with the album um with what what they were trying to achieve um yeah and you know a lot of the beats again really really good beats really really great topics which it, um, which was the thing at the time because it was like how are they going to stand about ninth wonder and mm, like the beats are really good on this they, they are really really good um i'm not sure how i feel about all of the singers on the album because it's again i feel like these two uncles got their uncle to sing <laughs> some of the choruses in these albums and what i thought was interesting is that they used this very old formula this old hip-hop formula of i'm gonna rapidly rap 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 and i'm gonna put this very <laughs> old school sounding you know uncle who's probably like 47 to sing this hook do you, do you want to know a fun fact yeah a lot of the times that uncle is fonte oh okay so that makes sense he rap <laughs> he raps he sings he does it all yeah Oh, interesting. Well, you know, that was cool. I mean, um, it wasn't my favourite parts of the album, but I could appreciate it because it still worked in the context of the song. Mm. Um, but it wasn't my favourite parts of the album, those particular songs that featured um, him, him singing. Um, I did really, really like Step It Up. That was my favourite song on the album. Yeah, I mean, it has so much personality. Um the singer sounds really good in that particular song. I don't think it is Fonte on that one. Yeah, that's um, that's uh, Dion. Right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's really good in that. And um, and you know they they they're talking about some really kind of grown man shit on that song. You know, um, like some of the stuff he mentioned. Like she said, we should go out on a date. I said that's cool. You can come to my house. She said, nigga, please do better than that. Why the fuck I wanna come over and chill on your couch? I laugh cause it seems she had me all figured out And my game ain't worked like it did before Them was days long gone cause once they get grown These hoes ain't impressed by Applebee's no more Gotta dig a little deeper for that PF change For PF change And if you can't afford it you can still do things To show you ain't on no dumb shit Take her to a gallery, museum or some shit No but I thought that was really good to hear cause again Young men, you know, they, they you got these young men that sound older to me, but they are young men, but they're, they're, they're talking about, you know, approaching women in the right way, about stepping your game up. Like, it's not about 
you know, trying to get a woman to your house. Like you need to come correct and, you know, be a man and, and take her to a fucking museum, yeah. that, <laughs> basically. That, that's that Fonte bit where, where he's talking about, um, <laughs> uh, I'm saying you should, you should come to my house. And she's like, oh, why the fuck would I want to come and chill on your couch? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a very good educational song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I felt like there was a lot of good educational songs, Damn. you know, for young men. This is like, man, like, we got to do like a KRS-One episode because when we start doing like edutainment and stuff like that, it's... <laughs> <laughs> rap! Rap learning! That's a bad KRS- <laughs> That's a really bad KRS-One uh, yeah. impression. But yeah, no, I, I I enjoyed that. And I enjoyed like a lot of the songs had a topic, like I mentioned before. It was really nice to hear Little Wayne in the album because I just, you know, love Little Wayne and I miss Little Wayne and I hope he's doing well. And I wish yeah. him all the best. I miss 2007 family. Little um, Wayne. <laughs> Talking well. like I know him now. <laughs> I, Come I, back to us, Little Wayne. I hope you're you're straight. <laughs> I, I miss you 2007 Little Wayne. Ah, <sighs> yeah. So, so like, did, <sighs> did you not find like... So this is like 2007, it was like their early rap internet. Wayne, you know, obviously he didn't come from the rap internet. You know, he always had cash money behind him. He'd been an artist since he was, since like, what, 1998? But he's essentially like that second internet rap wave 2.5, right? Mm. And like 2007's right in the middle. And that's kind of like this good example of you of this post Kanye world where it's like you know the bends in a backpack. It's like you've got like the bends quote unquote like rapper with like Wayne, and you've got the quote unquote backpack rapper with little brother, and yeah. they're like meeting in the middle. Yeah. Did yeah. you did you find that interesting? Yeah, yeah. Um, it didn't sound that unnatural to me. No, ever. no, it didn't, and it was a nice little you know, I mean it it was a it was a cute song you know don't go breaking my heart. Um, although, you know, I don't know how well the, the, the lyrics on the verses actually matched what they were saying on the chorus, but, um, yeah, the, the, I enjoyed it. Yeah, there, the, there's some... <laughs> it's a bit conflicting, but, you know, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. It kind of sounded like, um, it kind of sounded like they had this sample and they wanted to keep that sample in the chorus. So we're going to build this chorus around the sample, which is Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Mm. But actually, I don't really want to talk about don't be breaking my heart because I'm I'm hard or whatever. So I'm going to kind of talk around that yeah. and just kind of maybe drop in the last sentence on it. So that was the only thing I didn't like, yeah. you know, about that song. But it was really great to hear Lil Wayne again mm. in his element, you know, doing a great job. I think that song's a really good example of what I wanted to bring up of what you were talking about, kind of dropping knowledge or whatever it may be. Yeah. Because the way... There's something about the way that Fonte raps. It has kind of like a very easy authority. Um, like he's kind of got this great foil in rapper Big Poo, who's like this straight ahead rapper who just kind of approaches things more like, you know, I'm rapping, I'm doing my verse. Mm. And this is my verse and my verse is good. Okay. Whereas Fonte keeps on slipping in and out of his head to me. Like he's kind of mm. like, he yeah. delves into his thoughts a lot more. And sometimes it's like, he'll come up with, like, those bon mots that kind of, like, you know... I think if you're, like, me and you're, like, a university-age male hearing, like, a guy on that on that song say something like, a woman's life is love, a man's love is life, like, kind of gets to you and you mm. kind of internalise it because of the power that it's said, even when you get to my age and hopefully you will have learnt 
that that's kind of like a, a lazy opinion and that's very yeah simplistic but definitely but did you think like Fonte kind of has like this this like terrific way with a phrase that like rapper Big Pooh doesn't um uh, I don't know if I noticed it to that degree mm. um you definitely know these artists better than me so maybe you get that sense more um but you know through my listening on the album I didn't really pick that up um to be honest with you well like uh, do, do you have a favorite member of the duo um no really that's interesting yeah yeah because no, Fonte is usually the one that people like Drake's on record for seeing to say I'm a little brother fan would be uh, an understatement uh, to say I'm a ninth wonder fan would be an extreme understatement and to say that Fonte uh, is a good rapper would be offensive to me because he's probably one of the best rappers of all time in my opinion mm, yeah I mean I didn't I didn't come away I didn't come away from this album thinking you know what a great duo this guy in particular was fantastic out of the duo I didn't come away with that I thought they both did a good job um on hearing this album for the first time so um no I didn't have that opinion to be very honest with you so they kind of like I thought they complemented each other very well yeah, yeah, I totally think they complemented each other well. I thought mm. there was a, a natural uh, rhythm that they kind of encountered in a, in a lot of the songs. Um, yeah, I, I have to just mention, like, one more thing that I thought was dope about the album. Um, After the Party, I really mm. enjoyed that song just for the, the sheer fact of um, us hearing his conscious uh, talking to him <laughs> while he's talking to this female. That's such like that a was, funny Dela kind of feel. That was it. just so cool. That yeah. was just so cool. Like I remember, I was like walking down. Uh, I was actually walking over London Bridge, listening to that, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like it was really cool because I had a moment to, mm. I had a moment to myself to just walk over London Bridge on the way to work, and just hear it, hear that song in in its entirety, and it was just really interesting. Like the approach he took. Or sorry, the approach they took um, on having their conscious talk to them while they're trying to chat up this woman, basically trying to holler at this woman, and then how shame he feels when she's like nah, and now his conscious is like, well, maybe you should tell her that you're a famous and you're an, a rapper, and mm. you know maybe then she'll give you a number. Like that was just so funny to me because I was like, shit, I know fucking artists do that shit. No. Maybe I should tell her what a famous rapper yeah. I am. Yeah, that'll get her on my side. I'm Fonte from Little Brother. You heard, you know me, can't stop, won't stop. She's nah, never heard of you. Wow, what a surprise! Right, look, okay, maybe I get out my eyes. Whatever, fuck. I'm just saying, man, don't don't let me go home. Tonight, which is man. which is interesting because <laughs> th- that to me feels more interesting with the fact that the minstrel show was like this critical success but it didn't do well at all no so to put it on that album like i'm i'm fonte from i'm fonte from little brother you know don't stop can't stop and then the contest is like wow she's never heard of you yeah yeah what a surprise yeah yeah no it was very it was just very uh it just made me laugh uh they they use humor in a very good way there and um it really complemented the song so yeah um just really great moments on the album yeah i'm happy to hear yeah i enjoyed Um, it well you know that this was uh they did one more album one more album after get back uh yeah they did an album called left back right after that 
and right. uh, they called it a day. All right. And everyone's just kind of been like, when are when are Little Brother reuniting? Because mm. Ninth and Fonte didn't talk for years, and Fonte and rapper Big Poo didn't talk for years, and you know Vice and you know etc etc. But now they're like chatting. It's interesting because like Fonte's arguably like the most successful musically of them all, which is interesting because he keeps on being in interesting duos. Mm. Like, have you ever heard of uh, the Foreign Exchange? No. Uh, that's like um, his Grammy-nominated uh, soul duo that he's part of. He's in another one called Zoe, and uh, he re- he was part of a great duo actually they released an album last year called uh tigalero with eric robeson which i really recommend everyone checks out oh yeah you love that record that's a really great record yeah cool yeah i'm glad you got to dig little brother yeah me too um like i said you know heard the name floating around and um i'm glad you know through the podcast you recommended it to me and had an opportunity to check it out awesome yeah awesome Okay, well, I guess that leads us to give our love heart rating. It sure does. Yeah. Um, so we spoke about Young Bloods first. So Young Bloods. What you gonna give Young Bloods? And don't annoy me with your choice. Like you can't threaten <laughs> your podcast host. Yeah, sorry. Let's, you gave Let's delete that. You gave <laughs> Nah, we're keeping that in so the world knows what kind of what kind of podcasting structure we've run over here. Full of full of threats. Um just for that, I'm going to give us your Oh, uh, come on. Nah, like um I think I, I'm going to give young bloods everybody know me. I'm going to give it three hearts. Yay! That's great. But I gotta be honest, it's kind of like you know when you're in Zelda and you've maybe taken a few too many blows, and you're like, oh, I'm on the lower end of the heart spectrum. I really need to go get. I really need to replenish my health. You know, um, because <laughs> like I said, it's you know it's functional. That is not fun, and uh, I I feel like they worked better as a duo on the other, you know, songs in their career. Okay. Check out the best of Youngbloods if you can, <laughs> on guys. We'll or, throw it, we'll throw it on the Twitter. Yeah, and just check out the album because um it's great and Dan's wrong, so there you go. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh yeah, so my turn. Yeah. What did you think of Little Brothers Get Back? Mm, I'm gonna say this might surprise you, but I'm gonna give it a three point five. Ah, do we give half half hearts? Yeah. So we do. Damn. Yeah. 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 Cool. We've done it before. Yeah. Um, because I was look say, at look at me not knowing the rules to our own podcast. <laughs> well, we've done it before. Yeah. But I w- I would just say that yeah, like I think it's um it's it's you know I think it's good. Um, I'm not sure if it if for me it's like a a four. Um, and that's why I want to give it a 3.5 because sometimes, you know, sometimes a girl needs a half. And uh, I think um, I think they're good. And I think they they put across a very good album. Um, but I don't know if I will revisit it. Mm. You know, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, kind of go about my days and think to myself, oh, shit, I want to hear that song from uh, that Little Brother album that was good. 
as much as I enjoyed it, I don't know if it, you know, took me in to the point of where I need to hear it again. Yeah, I get the feeling that it caught you more lyrically than it did musically. Yeah, yeah, and I can definitely appreciate it. It's just that that kind of style of rap um, is not for me because apparently what I need is, you know, titties and holes and uh, strip clubs. They, um, they, go, <laughs> they go to the strip club on, on this album. <laughs> Well, well, and they doesn't sound like they it. go it. <laughs> they go there, and then they go to a family reunion <laughs> where, um, where the uncle is no, drinking behind it. the bar. I'm just saying, I don't lead that to my to my rap songs, but I, I, as yeah, it, it's it, your preference. Uh, I mean, ugh, strip clubs are not always my preference, but I, I'm just saying, like, it's a very different type of rap, and um, I appreciated it for what it was. Uh, for what it did mm. and um, it's a great you know record it's a really good performance as well so um, but I'm yeah I'm gonna give it a 3.5 because I'm not sure and I might be wrong because I, I might be walking down the street and be like oh shit like shit. it's, it's your opinion hear. yeah yeah but I might be wrong but at the moment I don't know if I'm gonna you know revisit it anytime soon but it was re- definitely worth checking out alright well I'm happy to hear yeah um before we move on to the close of this episode it was hard to choose an iconic duo for this yeah because there's just so many and i also um i wanted to choose coffee brown you know for those of you let's let's recommend like a secondary yeah it was very close it was very close between young bloods and coffee brown and um, if you don't know Coffee Brown, they were a geo, um, a female and male, two singers, um, really great R&B act and um, really, really great album uh, called Mars versus Venus or Venus versus Mars, one of those. And um, and it's really, really good. And I love, um, you know, they sang that song after the party. That song, that song was really good. Look at Angie vocals Just right here. Sli- that, was, that was a slight flex. <laughs> but, You've um, already heard me sing on this episode. It wasn't that good. <laughs> but no, like Coffee Brown were really cool. Um, but I had an opportunity to talk about Youngbloods and I could not... Couldn't pass it up. I couldn't pass that up because I adore this album so but yeah check out coffee brown because they they dope there was too many like i would have wanted to talk about um mob deep would have wanted to talk about um, outcast um mm-hmm. but you know but we're saving outcast though we're saving they, outcast you know. and you know that i very 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 nearly chose uh hell hath no fury by clips which is one of my favorite albums ever but oh, yeah yeah, you love clips. Yeah, I love the clips. And I, I can attest to this because when I went to the Gorillas show earlier this year and Pusha T came out, I literally lost my fucking mind. <laughs> I was just getting like straight up so many messages. I was like, oh my God, Pusha T. Yeah. I don't know I don't know what was crazier, Pusha T coming out on stage in front of me or like uh, Damon Albarn on the same stage as Liam Gallagher. Like, I'll take either one or null. I can never remember which one's which. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm saving that one in the chamber because I think we can easily put clips into another episode further down the line where... Yeah. They're not an iconic duo. That's all I'm going to say for now. Mm. Mm. Cool. Well, that uh, brings us to a close to this podcast. Sure does. Um, been really interesting to talk about both acts, actually. Yeah. Two really very interesting. Yeah. Very different. Two very different Very duos. different, but both very, very good. Yeah. So, yeah, check those out. Um, 
if you guys have any um, opinions or experiences of listening to Young Bloods or Little Brother, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. Tweet us at Record Lovers. That's R E C O R. Well, you know how to spell it. Just put yeah. Record Lovers, but with a Z at <laughs> the end. With a Z. And you can tweet us individually. I'm at Angie Shenko. Dan is at Dan Montadonna. D A N M O N T E. Fuck, man. My, my <laughs> it's sh- just too my long, so long and hard to pronounce. But yeah, just 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 find record lovers and you'll find us. Um, yeah. And hit us up. Subscribe to us. Um, Please tell a friend. Like to tell a friend. Yeah, do all of that great stuff. We'd love to hear from you. And um, yeah, we will see you guys next time. Yeah, thank you for listening, guys, and thank you for uh, listening to the record lovers. And we really appreciate it. And I'm off this. Yeah, yeah,